welcome back. We are now on episode four. Yes, number four, folks. We made it all this way of the road to D1. I know. This means it's been one whole month. Think about that. One whole month. That is crazy. I'm also realizing that we are actually aligned with the NFL schedule, so that's a great way to keep track of what week we're on. I mean, as far as the NFL stays on track, if the Titans can keep themselves under control, that is. Luckily, we are all virtual here, so COVID is not an issue for the Road to D1 podcast. Even if the NFL goes down, we will still be going for you. We will every Tuesday on the dot, getting you your fix. I mean, maybe if these NFL players are sent home, they'll have time to come on our podcast, guys. Hey, they can talk about their D1 recruiting process. It's for sure very different from what from others. You never know. If you're on the Titans, hit us up. Either way, Lucy, it's been a whole week. How you been? Um, it's been interesting. Virtual school is definitely happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening. I feel that. I feel that for real. I mean, I think a lot of students do. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm getting to play soccer, which is great. Um, making sure we stay safe during that, though, which is important. Josh, what about you? How's your week been? Our week's been good. You know, making the best out of what we have is what it's all about somehow hoping it doesn't get canceled to make it to the SAT this Saturday, you know, get that in, get a good score. I mean, Josh, best of luck to you. Um, I'm thinking if we smash our record for most listens, Josh should release his SAT score on the podcast. I'll have to get back to you on that, but you know, I won't make any promises either way. We'll see. We'll see. Best of luck to Josh on that though. But let's jump right into our episode for this week. You guys have heard enough about us. Let's hear about Danny Brown, the D1 softball commit from Mount St. Mary's University. She is both a infielder and outfielder, also known as a utility player. Oh, Josh, you just know so much about softball. Look at that lingo. Hey, got to have those coaching smarts up top for when I eventually can't swim any longer. Oh, Absolutely. All right, guys, so glad you stuck around. Let's get right into this episode. All right, everybody, for episode four, yes, number four, we have Miss Danny Brown. Hello. <laughs> All right. Danny is a softball player from Fairfax, Virginia. She plays at PVI. And what is your club team you're on, Danny? I'm on Glory National Premier Team. Awesome. Sounds fancy. God. (laughs) Sounds glorious. Now that I say it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) And what, okay, so like what kind of tournaments and stuff do you do with your club team? Um, Yeah, we actually travel a lot, which is really, really nice. Most of my summer was actually, even with COVID and stuff, we still got to travel a lot and go to, from like state to state. We go to California, play showcases in Colorado. I'm actually going to Ohio this Friday. Um, we play a lot of showcases to like get our kids recruited on the team. And for those that are recruited, we play basically like the highest level around the country. And pre-COVID, a lot of the college coaches could come watch you know and get and recruit their kids there but we get to travel which is still fun 
and play the best competition, which is awesome. I'm very jealous of the California and Colorado, Ohio. I can pass on that one, but <laughs> no, that seems like a lot of fun. I think I saw something on Instagram. Did you guys like win some kind of national tournament or something? Yeah, we did. We played in uh, Tennessee. That tournament was in Tennessee and we won the national champions of summer or whatever for our 18U showcase, which was really fun. It was the best experience ever honestly. <laughs> Even in like a COVID environment, was it any different from normal? Yeah, so the only thing that was different, which is crazy because we still like got to travel, you know, some people flew, some people drove. The only thing that was different was you couldn't shake the other team's hand. And other than that, we still played like a regular game, but after you just waved and said goodbye. And then that was it. So you don't get to like give them high fives and stuff. But yeah, other than that, it was just the same. Everything. I mean, there was social distancing in, in like the dugouts and bathrooms obviously were limited to like a certain number of people. But other than that, it was nice because that was like a, our little getaway to go and just live, go back to normalcy, you know. That must have been super nice. All right. Yeah. So we jumped right into this. Let's jump back a little bit, bit, though, back to your start. When did you start playing softball? I started playing when I was eight years old, actually. So a really, really long time ago, I played basketball since I was like four, just for fun. And my basketball coach actually put together a little softball team and forced me to go out and play for him. And then I forgot about basketball and played softball. <laughs> I'm sure that bit him in the butt a little bit, but I'm sure you have to thank him for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, I know this is like, was your dad ever your coach? It's like starting at such a young age. I, it's always funny to hear the stories of the parents being the coaches. Yeah. My dad was my coach for the longest time, actually, up until I was about 15 years old. So he really coached me and our travel team since I was eight, really, because that coach from basketball was my dad's best friend. So they both like started that softball team. And he really coached me for like my whole life. He taught me pretty much like all the fundamentals. And then he traded me over to the glory team. And then I obviously switched and he stopped coaching me, but he's always been there. You know, like he's always been in the batting cages like yesterday, like he'll never go, he'll never leave. <laughs> no, I definitely feel you on that. Like my dad's my coach for soccer and there's definitely perks and some downsides to it. What has oh. that been like for you? Like, obviously like it kind of becomes something that like you and your dad have together, but then it also is your sport. What's kind of your relationship with that? So, I think, well, my dad's my best friend, you know, so he's, he's always taught me like everything when it comes from like life to sports, but you definitely have to, you understand with your dad helping you with soccer, like you, there's a line versus dad and coach. And it's really hard to like differentiate that line sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it can get like too personal on the field where it doesn't need to be, which can be hard sometimes. But I think that takes like uh, a strong mental approach and mental like athlete, athlete mindset to go okay I gotta focus on myself and block him out sometimes 
if that makes sense. Like on the field, I think a, a father figure can get in your head and like hinder you a little bit. So sometimes you just got to like block out the dad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, it can be hard, but I mean, I know for me, it's something I wouldn't trade for the world. It seems like you wouldn't either. Yes. Yeah. They always want the best for you, no matter what. Yes. So we we're actually going to ask you about who's your role model on and off the field, but it sounds like we might've already answered that question. I think so. Yes. My dad definitely is <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. Is is there anyone else besides your dad who's really influenced you throughout your years? Um, I could say, honestly, I don't know if this is the right answer, but my, every one of my teammates has like really, really been my role model. All of my teammates I've always played with have always been very good and very athletic and without like, without the driving factor of them, I don't think, I would have gotten recruited. I don't think I would have pushed myself to work as hard as I did without seeing my teammates doing so well, if that makes sense. So I would say my all my teammates. <laughs> That's awesome. Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> so you also were mentioning before how like when you were younger, you played basketball. Did that actually have like an impact on your softball or was that something that was like you were so little like, I mean, it kind of just happened and moved on. Um, I think I played it when I was little for fun. And then once I got older, I started to realize, like, I'm not really tall. I'm probably not going to play in college. You know, it was more just for fun. I played till, like, my freshman year in high school. And I was good, but I definitely was not great. And, like, I was not going to have a career in that. So I ended that around, like, freshman year and, like, just stuck to one sport and tried to, like, perfect that one sport versus – playing two and trying to like juggle between them if that makes sense definitely when did you realize that like you were good enough to play softball in college though like that moment when you're like okay this is when I'm gonna put all my drive because I know I can do this yeah that's a really good question that I've actually never thought of I think honestly around like freshman year when I had to make the decision that like sports were getting like serious I could possibly go to college off a scholarship for it I had to really focus on like, do I want to do that and go play sports or have fun, you know? And so I realized that I was practicing a lot and started seeing like coaches coming to my games and seeing my inbox fill up with some emails. And then I realized, okay, this is serious. Like some of my teammates were getting those offers and I was like, all right, I got to get that too. You know, like, I want to try to do that too. So around like freshman year, I got serious about it and realized that it was a possibility. That's really the moment that you went, this is what I want to do for the next couple, eight years almost at that point. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's a big, big thing to decide, especially freshman year. Were there any, ever any points that you I mean, that you doubted yourself that gave you any real adversity that then pushed you to keep going? Um, I would say I had a pretty bad injury and I tore my hip labrum um, my sophomore year. And so that was a huge setback because my freshman year, I'd worked super hard to kind of get looked at, you know, and like get out there to coaches and stuff. And then right as I did that, I tore my hip, which set me back 
a really long time in total like nine months worth of like physical therapy which was awful but that made me obviously you have your down days when you get an injury um and you think like is this worth it like this all happened because of the sport should I keep going you know you have those days where you don't think you should um but then I think thinking about the positives I realized I how much I wanted it from that injury too and how much greater the reward would feel after I recovered and got back to it and I did do that and it all paid off so it it feels good to know that sometimes after like you have those lows you know that might set you back it's all about the journey moving through it and coming out after that's awesome. I'm, I mean, obviously not awesome that you tore your hip, but awesome that you were able to work <laughs> through that. Um, what's it like after you reach out to all those coaches and then you're like, oh, actually, you can't come see me play now. What's it like reaching out to them nine months later and being like, hey, guys, you can come see me now. Like, please come yeah. back. That's a good question, too. I think that was hard because you don't want to ever, like, tell a coach you're injured, right? Because automatically that's like a a red flag like they're like oh do we want a kid that's going to be injured you have to deal with like that burden of an injury you know so it was definitely like super silent through that injury period I was just doing physical therapy I wasn't playing so I was just going to my teammates games like supporting them and not participating and so with that I went silent on recruitment Um, I still got some invites to camps, but I didn't attend the camps, obviously. Um, But I just laid low and continued working on my PT and trying to correct my hip back to normalcy. And then after I had to hit it really hard, you know, go to like the camps every weekend. There were no hangouts on the weekend. It was all go, 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 you know. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the grind. That's like what sets apart like you know like me your high school athlete versus you like who's going to college and it's going to be a d1 athlete for this and obviously that's something that's really important to you so that's what you're going to put your work towards how how many hours do you think you put into softball per week if you had to guesstimate per week I would say we have practices once a week right now because of like COVID we haven't had a lot of time to work together but like personally I probably go three times a week for like two hours I'll work and then twice a week I'll do like gym stuff so if I do the math right (laughs) like 10 hours maybe okay that's awesome yeah it's definitely a lot of work especially for like kind of off-season time since you're not playing softball right now yes for sure what would be a like non-covid scenario like what was say last year kind of like Oh, we had, we would have like five hour practices on the weekends and we have like our four hour Saturdays uh, or Sundays, Sundays right now. But before, oh, we had five hour practices on the weekends and then two hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then personals are like another two hours, you know, or like weightlifting. So it was at least like two to three hours a day average and then five on the weekend always (laughs) that's crazy how do you balance that with like your school work and your social life what do you do to make sure that you're still getting all your school work done and being able to see your friends somewhat to stay happy you know 
Yeah, no, that that's like the hardest part is managing my time. It really is school. I try and get as much work as in as I can during hours. If that's like my study hall or like free periods, I'm usually like locked in trying to get all my homework done then so that I can go home, relax for like an hour, eat dinner and then go to practice and not worry about homework at home. But those days where you have like a test the next day or a lot of work, it's really, it takes a lot of discipline to like understand you have to come home and study, eat, maybe take a quick like 30 minute power nap and then go to practice and come home and sleep early. You know, it takes a lot of discipline. Weekends, sometimes if I had practice like early Sunday, you just have to like, honestly, tell your friends, like, I got to go to bed early. I can hang out till like 10 and then I got to go home. But I think it all pays off in the long run. Like, it's really not as bad as it sounds, as I'm making it sound, but I think um, it pays off, you know, like the discipline does. Yeah, obviously it did pay off for you because you are now committed to Mount St. Mary's for softball. Um, Tell us a little bit about like, what other schools gave you offers and like what it was like going through that recruiting process and why you chose the Mount? Yeah, I, I actually never heard of the Mount before they offered me, which was so weird. Like I had never heard of them. I had never even heard of the campus or seen them play. I didn't know where it was, but I actually joined the team glory and one of the teammates on the team, one of my teammates was committed there. And she was a beast. Her name's Tori Bowles. She's awesome. She's at the Mount right now and she's doing great. But she was amazing. And the coach came to like watch her play, obviously, after she committed. And at one of the tournaments, the coach saw me and I guess liked me and kind of reached out a little bit, emailed me. And I had just been emailing with her kind of like nonchalant, you know, like I was emailing with every other little school that was talking to me too but I didn't think much of it but I kept talking to other schools like Utah State which we talked about earlier today um, out in Utah that was a beautiful school and Morgan State which is a small school uh, in Baltimore Uh, schools like Towson and LaSalle I went to Villanova for a few camps and I really just kept all my options open I didn't have like a set school I wanted Um, It was really just seeing wherever I could go, I wanted to go. And the Mount was my first offer. And I really, really loved the coach. I fell in love with her. She's so kind and it was so like inviting. When I told her about my hips, she gave me like great tips about recovery and sent me some cool like articles. And I really loved how like homely, like how nice she made me feel, you know? So I had to take the offer when I got up on campus. I loved it and realized that it was a good fit for me. That's awesome. And you can't beat 30 minutes from Hershey Park. How exciting is that? Yes, exactly. That is, I'm so excited for that. (laughs) When it came to like talking with coaches, was it mostly focused on your game or was it focused on you kind of as a person and, and that kind of aspects of it as well? Um, I think it's really a huge mix of both because every coach obviously wants a great athlete 
but there's like hundreds of great athletes out there. It takes a very, to dif differentiate a good athlete from a great athlete, I think is their personality, you know, like how well you can lead on the field and how well-spoken you are. So I think in like specifically my coach that recruited me was definitely looking for personality also or wanting like good athlete leaders. And I saw that in all her recruits, like all her other recruits that she had recruited, they were all very awesome people um, and very well-spoken people. So I think she definitely, and most colleges play a huge look on how well the student carries themselves. You know, like, are you cursing after you strike out or are you thinking about what you can do better and going back and saying it's okay, you know, and how well you respond to failure is a huge aspect in that. That's awesome. And as a senior this year, are you excited to be able to lead your high school team as like, like a leader as a senior, you know? Yeah, I'm hoping we get a season, but for sure, I'm really excited to be a senior on this high school team because being a freshman, I remember how it felt. And now that I'm the oldest, which is so weird, I can't wait to be able to play. And hopefully I'm really praying that we do get our season. But yeah. that's going to be awesome. It's always so weird to think about. Like when you're a freshman, you're like, oh, the seniors, they're like, they're adults. They're adults. Yeah. And then you get to that point and you're like, oh. Now I'm an adult. <laughs> like, whoa. That's so crazy. Yeah, that must be so crazy for you. Yes, for sure. Looking, I mean, looking into the spring, um, do you guys have any word on what your season will be like? Or is it all still just hoping for the best? We know like our actual season, we have no answer to, but right now we're just practicing actually every Monday as a high school team, which is good. So we're getting a little bit of our like schedule back, but we haven't heard about when we're going to like have games or anything, mm -hmm. but the best. Yeah. I definitely hope for you that you can have your senior season and that also things are like normal enough for you to be able to go back and have a normal season when you start your college career as a freshman at on the softball team yes for sure I'm hoping that it all goes back to normal by then you know that would be awful if it didn't yeah we can only hope for now we'll see what happens but then yeah. also a little bit more about your decision to go to the mount um obviously there's not really very many professional softball leagues like it's not like you can really aspire for like the MLB or anything like that so what do you kind of like want to do when you get older and how does like a major and a field that's going to work for that in your at that college going to affect your decision about where you want to go um I think obviously like these are my last four years of playing softball so because like you said there's really there's USA softball but I will not play there <laughs> definitely not but I think it's really important that I still realize that like softball is not everything it's going to end so I have to now focus on a major, you know, what I'm going to do. But I think one way to like keep the athletic side of it still in would be by majoring in like sports medicine or exercise science. And I've always really loved that. And I really love psychology. So tying those two together, I want to do sports psychology. So it would still give me like a strong major, but also keeping a little bit of the athletic side in there, you know, and getting to work with athletes, hopefully. So that's on the plate for now. Might change, but <laughs> that's 
that's what I'm wanting to do now. Yeah, I mean, it leaves the possibility open. You might not go play for the USA team, but you could be, still be on the USA team. Exactly. That is, yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And does the Mount, like, does they have that to offer you, like, a major in either psychology with, like, a minor in sport or something like that that you've been looking into? Yeah, they do have a good psychology program. They have a really good, um, like, kinesiology program and exercise science. I know they they do some, well, like, very good work with physical therapists, too, or people that want to major in that. They've had a lot of success in that field. So I think either way, if I go one route or the other, then I'll have a safe safe bet to go either way there, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great decision. And you just seem like so positive and like you have such a great mentality. I'm sure you'd be great to have as a sports psychologist. Thank you. <laughs> that I could hopefully, like Josh said, maybe work with the USA team. That would be so cool. That would be a dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already know all the ups and downs and you've been through it yourself. So it just gives you the perspective that they would definitely want. That's awesome. All right, Danny, it has been so great to have you today. And before we let you go, we have to have the speed round. So Josh, I'm gonna let you host that today. So right. we're away. Danny, you can answer as fast as you can. And oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is our favorite round at the end of every episode. And we have one favorite question, but you'll learn that in a minute. Okay. So um, one of the classics ones here is running or lifting? Lifting. That's Four for four so far on lifting over running. <laughs> yeah, we, we cannot find anyone that likes running. I don't think we will. No, definitely We need not. a track star. And even they're probably going to say lifting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Um, so if you had someone to play you in like a sports documentary or a film about your life, who would it be? My mom. Your mom. Your yeah. mom. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. we're well, gonna pick a celebrity for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say I would love to see my mom do that. Um, a celebrity. Oh wait, play me? Yeah, like yeah, you know, like it's like The Blind Side, but it's about Danny Brown, who's playing. Oh, oh definitely not my mom then. Oh my gosh, I I I thought of that question incorrectly. Oh, um, all good. Any celebrity? Oh my gosh, can it be any gender? Yeah, I mean, whoever you think is the <laughs> you best. Oh, oh my. Goodness. Oh my gosh, that is so hard. I don't know. <laughs> um, I can't think of that. Oh my gosh, maybe. I really, I don't know. I'd like to see, I, I think my spirit animal is Selena Gomez. I've always loved her. After. I, I like that for you. Yeah. I can see that more than last week's. That's that's all yeah. I'm gonna say there. Oh yeah. Everybody has to go check out the Instagram to see who last week we got compared to Kevin Hart. Oh, oh yes. Interesting choice. Yeah, okay. So pregame meal or pregame kind of routine. Pre-game meal and routine. I always get every time I'm a big big sucker for avocado toast. I think it's a good carb and it's healthy, but I like to spice it up with a little bit of egg whites and tomatoes okay. and some red pepper flakes. And 
I eat that like two hours before I leave. And then I'll make my special protein coffee, which is just a cup of coffee, a scoop of protein powder, and mix it up with some vanilla extract. I'm going to have to try that. That sounds amazing. It is very good. Very good. The, the <laughs> listeners aren't going to be able to see my face right now, but I am just in utter confusion of <laughs> protein coffee. Yes. But if it, it works, it works. That's all I can say. I'll say it gives you like the energy, you know, and the protein at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> little interruption so... from Josh's dad in there. He, yeah, he decided to come say hi. Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite sport to watch? Definitely. I'm actually, I'll be honest. It's not baseball. It is not baseball. Mm. But I think it's a little too slow for me. I think softball is a lot faster. So I'd have to go with softball being my favorite. But I think I'm probably biased on that. <laughs> oh, totally good. I get that. Everybody's biased towards their own sport. Yeah. I'd go with American football, like just with my dad, you know, chilling Mm -hmm. if it wasn't softball, but yeah. If you couldn't do softball, yeah. So um, final question here of the speed round. Do you ever Google yourself? Do I Google myself? (laughs) Um, Actually, no, I don't think I do. I have looked myself up before, like for my like videos. But I do not Google myself on the daily. I'll admit that. <laughs> a humble queen. <laughs> That'd be funny. You'd be surprised by the answers on that one. Really? Yeah. That's Some an interesting they got, they got a little bit of an ego up there. I was not expecting that question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. <laughs> oh my gosh. Glad we could be the first. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danny. You can go ahead if you want. You can drop your socials so everybody can follow you and see how, if you get your season and how you do at the mount. Okay, yeah. My Instagram is DannyBrown11. Um, D-A-N-I, brown is in the color, and 11. And pretty much all of my socials are that, literally. All right. All so, yeah. Awesome. Everybody go give her a follow. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danny. Thank you. It was so awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. It was our pleasure. (laughs) Thank you once again to Danny for coming on. It was a pleasure to talk with you and all the energy you really brought with you today. Oh, absolutely. Danny, I don't know how you have all the energy after such a long day of virtual school, but thank you for bringing it here. Not to mention just those long practices. You know, I'll, I'll stick with my morning practices that are a little shorter. Josh, I have to disagree. I will not ever be joining you for, what, 5 a.m. practices? Could not be me. Catch me nowhere oh. near there. Back that up 30 minutes. You know, it's great. Waking up at 4 a.m., get a real start to your day. It's great. It's great. Sorry. Sorry. Almost threw up there. That was disgusting. 4.30 in the morning. No, thank you. Hey, you know... You do it enough, you get used to it, and it just becomes normal. That's on you, Josh. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. I don't know how you couldn't with Danny, but make sure you're also following The Road to D1 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get to your social media to get all the updates about who our next guest is and anything related to The Road to D1.
Yes, remember, we release our guest for the next week every Friday. So make sure you're following us everywhere so you can get that and get the updates when we release every Tuesday. And if you're an athlete interested in being on our show, feel free to send us a DM on any of our social media accounts and we'd be happy to talk to you guys. But of also course. make sure you are following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We're always looking for new people, new places, new ideas, and new perspectives on all of this stuff. So, but yes, the most important thing, make sure you're following us and those weekly listens in. Absolutely, guys. All right. We hope everybody has a great week, and we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.